We have reached the final Friday of the regular season in high school football here in Central Virginia. There is a lot of ground to cover with playoff positioning still on the line for several teams here in our area. Joined by Bart Osley, I am Damon Dillman. This is the Scrimmage Play podcast. And Bart, we've got a lot of playoff implications to get to a little bit later on. But first, we should probably recap last Friday night and and that just tremendous victory for Albemarle against Louisa County. Obviously a win several years in the making. It's been a long time since we've seen Louisa lose a game in the Jefferson district. Our offensive player of the week this week, Ed McCarthy, the numbers he put up, as you noted, the numbers he put up would be pretty impressive against anybody, but against that Louisa front seven, it's, it's a, it's a pretty impressive feat what he was able to do last Friday night. It's a short list of guys who have run for close to 150 yards against that group in the last, you know, five years, six years, 10 years. Um, but certainly against this group, this front seven, uh, special, it says a lot about what his offensive line did in front of him too, but 142 yards on 15 touches, one touchdown. He really gave the offense some rhythm. Uh, you know, he had the 70 yard run, but other than that, he's kind of churning those things out, forcing, you know, Louisa to, to honor the run is just as important because then you can go over the top to Noah Grievous like they did with Amaje Parker. So, um, you know, that not huge offensive numbers across the board from Almar, but they, they were able to get it done. And I think that's really what's, what's important. And Ed McCarthy, you know, Brad Isaiah said it in, in our guy Logan's story uh, that, you know, he thinks Ed McCarthy's the best back in the area and 142 on 15 uh, against Louisa. It's hard to argue any, uh, anybody else is up there. A few other offensive standouts from last weekend that you wanted to make mention of before we move on. Yeah, Buckingham County's KJ Williams, man. Uh, I got to go down on Monday night, see some Monday night football down in Dillwood. <laughs> and uh, KJ Williams put on a show, man. We've seen this a, a number of times. You know, Leon Ragland, all the way, Terry and Ayers, like, you know, they always have a quarterback, it feels like, who can run, who can get the job done. And uh, KJ Williams is that guy right now. And 241 yards on 24 carries, two touchdowns. Everybody in the building knew that uh, KJ Williams was getting the ball. Uh, building, everybody, everybody in the stadium knew that KJ Williams. Was the ball. I'm already in basketball mode, man. Um, but everybody knew KJ Williams was getting the ball, and it didn't matter because he just ripped it up. We're going to talk about that offensive line a little bit later, but uh, KJ Williams, a heck of an athlete, um, and, and he just played really well, and it, it just it, impressive all the way across the board. And then Charlottesville gets that big win, ends that Jefferson District slide. Uh, with three touchdowns uh, from Caldwell Boyles, the quarterback, Air Air Black Knights at Cedar. <laughs> we've been getting it promised. It's been promised for a long time by the guys. Let the air raid begin, brother. Yeah, I've been hearing. It's the same way that every year that you hear that Goochland is is going to really air it out. Like Goochland has done a little more throwing, but like you know the DNA, you know the program, you know what it's going to be. You know Eric Cherry is going to love some triple option. So um, it's just good to see. Uh, Caldwell Boyles get loose, three touchdowns, eight for 13, 153 yards, big performance from the quarterback. Going back to that Albemarle Louisa game, you mentioned Noah Grievous earlier in the role he played in that victory from an offensive perspective, but on the other side of the ball, he was a big factor in that Albemarle win as well. And he's the defensive player of the week from week 10. I don't know what his vertical was on that interception, <laughs> but based on the pictures and the video and everything I've seen, I, it looks NBA level to me. I mean, it was he got on a ladder to go get that one. Um, Noah Grievous 
the pick was amazing. You know, as it played a lot of defense this year, they like to platoon over there. But McCarthy got in on defense, I think, a little bit. Noah Grievous gets in on defense a little bit. Like, when you're trying to beat Louisa, you need to plug everybody into the dike because that's that's the best chance you've got is to put all your athletes on the field. Almar did that. And, you know, and it, that's that's a credit to the coaching staff over there on getting those guys ready to go. But uh, Noah Grievous, man, it, it just – no matter where you put that guy on the field, he seems to make plays. His brother, too, Isaiah Grievous, makes a lot of plays, too. But uh, Noah Grievous, man, it, it just that pick was huge to seal it. He knew it when he picked it off. And, and, and I think that's just it, – it's pretty awesome to see uh, a young kid come up with a, a play like that. It's clear how special he is. A few other defensive standouts from Week 10, going back to that Charlottesville game, among others. Uh, just some more big wins for some teams in the J.D., and some big defensive performances. Yo, Polo Hill, man, like we know what he does offensively. He's quick, you know, but three tackles for a loss against Fluvanna helped in that district drought that Caldwell Boyles was doing. Polo had, I think he had a rushing touchdown too. Fluvanna's pretty good against the ground game. And so that's why Boyles had to take to the air a little bit. But Polo Hill played really well on both sides of the ball. Edison Duolo played really well on both sides of the ball too, but um polo hill man three tackles for a loss really good win for charlottesville good to see you know they picked up two this year they beat james and Rowe as well so um maybe they get a shot at another one against monticello this week so um a really good chance and then brian childs man that guy's just a football player uh two tackles for a loss sack late to end the game uh against goochland he he came up with a big sack on cj towels and cj towels not easy to sack um and Charles came up with it came off the edge and made that play so um credit to him and credit to orange man orange we didn't know we saw so much potential in them in the spring but you know they lose a couple of really key guys out on the boundary and now they're really delivering um they're playing good football right now a big win over Goochland, huge for their program and another opportunity against western coming up and so it, it's it's fun to see you know how it, there's some depth to the Jefferson district that has not been there the last three, yeah. three years. And that brings us to uh, the CNG paving road grader of the week. And this is kind of an honor roll of road graders this week. Uh, a, a bunch of quality performances up front from guys. You had alluded to this earlier when talking about KJ Williams, but that Buckingham offensive line was a big part of that win. And Dontrell Goff was in the middle of that. Yeah, man, he's got to be the road grader of the week. It, guard that's what's crazy about Williams's number. It's not like he like broke to the edge every time he actually saved that for the last play of the game. Um, when Brandon Milner, the left tackle had a washdown block uh, to kind of open it up. And Williams still had to fight through three defensive backs who were standing there. So it wasn't just the block. Williams got it done on his own too, but you know, golf was opening up holes. They were opening up holes in the middle. So then Williams was able to kind of break to the outside when he got to the second level because he wasn't starting on the edge and he wasn't having to cut back. He was just coming forward when they go night set, man. And, and I, you know, anybody who's followed central Virginia football pretty extensively or, and knows something about Buckingham knows that that's not night set is not just a, a formation. That's a mentality. Um, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. It's a style. It's, it's like, it's who it's kind of how they define themselves. And sometimes you see it as interesting. Like in the first half, they threw the ball a little bit, and they didn't have, they weren't direct snapping into KJ. And then the second half, it was like, no, uh, we're, we are, we are going to the night set and we are pounding this thing and we're making it happen. So I think it's interesting to watch their coaching staff kind of work through that and try and figure out what they've got. But when they want to go night set, when they're ready to go, 
uh, it is, it is, you got to bring your big boy pants because they're going to bring it. And it's, it's fun to see. And Dontrell Goff was a huge part of that. Brandon Milner, the washdown block on in overtime was huge. And they're just strong all the way across the board. There's four seniors on that line. Um, and then a junior in Desmond Vaughn, who's a big kid, but you got Deion Anderson and Jack Halfley. I mean, they just have a lot of big kids who are tough kids and they play well. And it's, it's been a huge, considering what Buckingham's had to go through where they didn't play football at all last year. And then now they've been able to do this and they put themselves in position to be in the postseason again. I mean, it's, it's not, it's, it's not a miracle, but it is not an, is a big heavy lift to pull it off. And, and they've been able to do it. So really impressive. Uh, And they beat a central Lunenburg team that was six and one coming into that. Um, And, and that's just a huge, huge step in the right direction as they continue their comeback from essentially a year of dormancy. Yeah, that Buckingham offensive line led by the performance from Dontel, Dontrell Goff winning the CNG Paving Road Grader of the Week Award. We'd like to thank Scrimmage Play Podcast's presenting sponsor, CNG Paving. If you want your paving or asphalt job done right the first time, you want CNG to knock it out. With 30 years of experience under owner Jeff Gray, this family-owned local business has been taking care of roads, parking lots and driveways across central Virginia for decades. And with a five-star rating on Facebook, you know they're going to get it done right. Give them a call at 540-456-6179 for a free estimate. And as promised, Bart, that brings us to kind of the playoff picture going into this week 11, this final weekend of the regular season in high school football. Let's start with, there are a bunch of teams here locally that are already in but they're still playing for positioning, trying to maybe get a better seed, maybe get a home game out with a win this week. Let's start with those teams, and we'll start with Albemarle on what the Patriots are playing for. Yeah, right now third place in the region, but it's, it's worth noting that they could host if they finish with a win, but there are three teams below them that are separated from Albemarle by 0.4 points. I mean, that is, that is a really tight group in the middle of that region. So there's just no room for error, and even with, a win it, it it could get sketchy whether they host or not honestly because you know who knows what kind of points they're going to get from fluvanna so um you know that that win becomes super critical to even giving them a shot to be able to host um and some of it just you get to come down to the math um in, in that situation um but almar looks like they're in good position region 5d the issue the bigger issue for almar is that you get through round one and Massaponics and Stonebridge are waiting. And that is just a really challenging region with two really, really good teams right at the top. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that kind of plays out for the Patriots. Uh, Louisa County, obviously coming off that loss last week, two, two losses in this regular season, which we're not accustomed to seeing from the Lions, but they could potentially still get a home game. Could host if they beat Goochland, but they definitely need some help. Western's up above them right now. Um, that Western Orange game is going to be a pretty decisive game in that region uh, just because all three of them are kind of packed in there. Um, And and I think that's really what's key. You know, Louisa always wants to play in the jungle. Um, But I think that we have to acknowledge that Region 4D is pretty loaded up at the top two with GW Danville, Salem, and EC Glass, and and then the three Jefferson District teams that are fighting it out. So um, I I think it'll be really interesting to see how – that Western orange game plays out. That to me is kind of the key one um, to kind of get this playoff field set uh, because orange is sitting down there and we're going to talk about them in a second. 
Yeah, let's talk about that game, Western and Orange. Obviously, both teams, a lot of implications on the line here in this one. Yeah, this is Orange has got some momentum. They both have wins over Goochland. Both of those are kind of critical. Orange has the the loss to Almar, the blowout loss to Almar. So that's some of why they're a little bit below uh, Western. But all three teams are kind of fighting it out. And Orange, if they could get a win over Western, you know, they could vault. But it's a long way to go points-wise because Western has that win over Almar that is a huge part of their points advantage over everybody right now in that middle part, middle pack of region 4D. Uh, the Goochland Louisa game, you touched on a little bit from the Louisa perspective. Obviously this isn't quite the, maybe the season long main event that people anticipated coming into this year, but still Goochland could do, could uh, vault up the, the rankings with a win here in this one on Friday. Yeah. Upset Louisa and Goochland is a, a, a lot of things change, you know, who, who knows what happens, but even if they lose uh, they maybe drop a slot, but they still probably host. Um, some of that is just the difference in sort of the, I mean, the haves and the have nots in, in three B are, are, it's a pretty significant drop off. There's a pretty a severe cliff, so to speak. Uh, but beating a, a class four team uh, would obviously change a lot for Goochland and, and get them back on track, but they're pretty banged up right now. Uh, we saw with the loss to Orange, um, it's just, it, they're they're facing a challenging situation right now, and and you know maybe they get back on track right here before the start of the postseason though. And then speaking of teams getting on track, you were talking earlier about the way Buckingham has really, especially after not playing football last year, has really hit its stride. Uh, they're they've got a, another opportunity to boost their playoff stock here on Friday night. Yeah, they play Cumberland, and I think that Buckingham just if the Central Lunenburg when didn't move them up and vault them, you know, that just speaks to sort of the, I mean, the limited nature that they've had. Yeah, I think, I think they're, they're down a game if I'm not mistaken uh, because of COVID early in the year. So I think that's impacting their numbers as well. Um, but uh, across the board though, if Buckingham can win against Cumberland, that helps them build momentum going into the playoffs, but they're going to need a lot of help if they want to host. Uh, but they're, they're definitely, they definitely appear to be in, in that region, uh, right now all right those are the local teams that are in that are playing for playoff positioning trying to boost their stock but there are a couple of teams to the north that are on the outside looking in right now on that playoff bubble so to speak but maybe maybe with a win on friday night could sneak their way in yeah William Monroe and madison man they're kind of in very similar situations William Monroe's trying to fight to get into that 3b uh madison is you know trying to fight to get into that 2b region i think and so you know, both are in ninth. The a win would be huge. Uh, some help would really kind of put them over the top. But um, I, both are in sort of the same situation. It's playoff time at William Monroe and Madison. If they win, they've got a shot at getting in. They lose, almost surely not getting in. So um, this is do or die for both squads uh, coming up this week. A couple of playing games for those two teams, essentially. No doubt. No doubt. Plus some help. So. Yeah, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Scrimmage Play podcast. We just broke down all those playoff implications going into this final weekend of the regular season. When we're back next week, we will uh, see how the dust has settled, see where everybody's going, who's staying at home, who's going to have to hit the road as we get ready for some playoff football here in Central Virginia. For Bart Isley, I am Damon Dillman. I want to thank you for joining us, and we'll be back next week.